Hold on. I can't even. The cameras aren't uh, working right. Here we go. All right. Hi, everybody. Uh, we are super early today. Uh, and trust me, it's not by choice. Uh, and it's, it's not because we're deciding to be punctual. It's because uh, we've got the Tampa Bay Young Republicans meeting tonight. We're coming to you live from the Barrymore Hotel, downtown Tampa. Uh, and thanks to them for allowing the Young Republicans to meet here each and every uh, month. Uh, again, their uh, meetings are here on the fourth Monday of every month at uh, 6.30, you know, a little social uh, hour or so, and then, uh, and then of course, the meeting starts. And so uh, we, we've, uh, we're going to give this a shot uh, one more time here from uh, the Barrymore Hotel, see if we can pull off the show. Uh, usual cast of characters, if you haven't noticed already, uh, joining me today. So let's camera. go over to the big table. <laughs> what? I said, are we on camera? Yes, we are. Oh, we're over here trying to start our watch party, Johnny. Oh my gosh. Oh, sorry. Well, it's okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm having anyway. camera trouble over here anyways, but there we go. Perfect. All right, left to right, we've got Anibal Cabrera. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right, guys. It's been a great week, a great weekend in Tallahassee, and happy to be back in Tampa, but I'm feeling good, feeling rah, ready to argue with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like we didn't do enough of that throughout the weekend. What are you talking about? We, Tell me an evil. We, <laughs> we, were, we were a front of TBYR as a delegation with our consulate in Tallahassee. The diva of the show, center chair today, that is Jake Hoffman. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're just, you know, like Anibal said, we had a great weekend in Tallahassee at the Florida Federation of Young Republicans uh, quarterly, which um, I think we, we got a lot accomplished, right? Yes. And then again, good good showing from the Tampa Bay community out up there. And again, now we're back and here we are. We have a meeting the day after and a show. So, you know. <laughs> big awesome. weekend, big, big couple big, days. Big, for... big three days. I'm surprised you guys threw a live after. I, you know, you know, we'll just move on. Yeah, we'll leave, it, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. And so there, the international man of mystery here over in the end is Christopher Kylan joining us now, and and, uh, and 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 has become a uh, recurring cast member, as uh, Saturday Night Live would say. How you doing, Chris? Doing good. Um, so I am now nine days caffeine free. So excuse Ooh. me for any uh, discrepancies in my uh, performance. Um, are you starting to feel sleepier, or are you are you more energetic now? Actually, I kind of leveled out. So okay. the first three or four days were awful. Like I had like these constant like drops in energy, but uh, after kind of like normalizing to not having caffeine, I feel a lot better. And uh, there's some, some research about its uh, effects in your sleep. And it's, it, it seems to have worked out for me really well as far as like getting more REM sleep. And who knew that people were gonna actually learn a science lesson before they even started listening to about politics. People learn I can bring things. more. People, le people, people learn, learn things. things. Check out Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker. It's an excellent book. Oh, man, we're plugging books now? God, I didn't realize not, we were getting that long. paid too. Not the Patreon. And by the way, if you are watching this live, you've got about an hour, hour and a half. You actually can still make it to the TBYR meeting tonight. Oh, that starts at 7 true. p.m. We're, again, we're, we're doing this early enough so that we can get the show in and do the meeting still. We are going to be talking about all for transportation today. Um, there's a there's a tax. It's going through. I mean, if you didn't, if you weren't aware, if you were in uh, if you were in Tampa Bay, you voted for a tax. We've spent a lot of money that's gone into a giant pool of something, and <laughs> now it's uh, looks like it's things aren't going so well in the Florida Supreme Court. So we're going to talk about that today at, at the meeting. And then again, there's still time to get over to the Barrymore. Traffic is moderate. Yeah, actually, what it says right now. Snickers goes like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the Barrymore is a great location for us in the middle of downtown Tampa. The, there's a bar, there's a restaurant, so come eat and yeah. come to the meeting. Yeah, this is a really inclusive show. Like we actually, you can come and join us basically for drinks after the show. Like with. There's no, there's no reservations. There's no VIP list you have to so, be on. You just come Jake, show up. Basically, Jake, what, what Jake's trying to say is we have no lives. Jake will be That's, in the lobby signing Jake things. Will. Yeah, so signing you, autographs tonight. If you want an autograph right. from Jake, he'll be in the lobby with the Sharpie. No questions. All right. All right. Well, thank you uh, to set up that premise. Here we go. List of topics today. Plenty to talk about. We've got the uh, Nevada caucus. And uh, man, uh, are things getting interesting in this uh, Democratic primary? We'll pick that apart. The Democratic debate, which uh, there was all kinds of fire going on there. And uh, of course, the usual poop emojis uh, that we'll be talking about uh, in regards to some uh, performances during that debate. Uh, Trump in India. Um, uh, it's a uh, never dull moment when the president goes abroad. So we'll talk about a little bit about what's happening uh, with uh, the president being overseas. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, a lot of court action actually uh, happening today. 
and over the weekend, uh, Harvey Weinstein getting uh, his sentencing uh, here very soon, and Roger Stone got his sentence. Uh, we'll be breaking those down, and uh, that flows right into the presidential pardons, and we'll kind of be picking those apart a little bit. And Ooh, uh, seeing, I like that one. Uh, you know, uh, is that is, is the, do those become a liability for President Trump in the November election? Who knows? We'll see. Right. And then, of course, coronavirus. Uh, it's it's not getting any better, folks. Uh, I'm just saying, get your hazmat suits while you can. Uh, back over to the big table and kicking things <laughs> off with the Nevada caucus. Of course, with all the information, is Anibal Cabrera. How are you doing? I am doing well. Don't because know some, about that. What, what? All the information. <laughs> There's a lot of information to to. Oh, well, with the facts first, and then you know. Well, and I then mean, the opinions. Not the facts. The facts are. <laughs> that the Democratic Party is officially being ha being run by a Democratic Socialist, which I feel is just socialism with like lipstick. So he's, he's pretty much communist. I mean, there's not, I mean, like there's really not a huge difference between what, what he's talking about. And again, um, I don't know, Cuba. Should we get is, into is that? Is that, is that something that is that separate topic today? Because we can jump right into the fact that yes, like you no, said, no, not at all. I think it's the, fair game. No, I think I would love to be able to like at least say something about what actually yeah. happened at the, car, at Go the ahead. caucus. So, the Nevada caucus was earlier this week, and currently standing on the leaderboard of thirty-four uh, percent. Once the final tallies were in, Sanders after him is Biden, which I'm very surprised. Biden got second place on that one. Followed from there is Buttigieg. Warren, Klobuchar, and then no one cares from everything else from course there. <laughs> but I think it was interesting to see that um, Buddha didn't get above Biden. I thought that was pretty interesting that Biden was still able to carry it out. But at the end of the day, I, Biden doesn't have any more money. So I think he's running on maybe a million dollars left on cash on hand. So that should be really interesting to see what happens to him on that run. We're, we're at a place right now that when you look at the numbers, that again, all the moderates are still splitting this vote, which is mm -hmm. what's happening right now. Um, if all of them were to drop out and you only had one, they would probably be a little bit above Bernie right now. Like if you look at, uh, you know, Bernie, if Sanders got 35,000 votes and the others are splitting 18,000, 16,000, 13,000, like add those up, they're doing better than Bernie. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. Yeah. And so he's winning all of these states over and over and over again. And now, again, like we introed this segment that the Democratic Party is losing its party to socialist and communist basically so this isn't like a talking point anymore it used to be <laughs> it used to be like a like as people still post it like it's a republican scare tactic like it's not a no, scare tactic anymore like it's this isn't like a oh we're like kind of like throwing it out there so that you know we can slightly attach something close to socialism like no, this is a guy that takes his honeymoon at the gulag yeah. and <laughs> and thinks that going to Cuba for your health care is the best choice. I so, mean, like, if the, you find entertainment going to a labor camp, then yeah, <laughs> then that would be a good place to go honeymooning. Like, the, like no one goes to Siberia for honeymoons. You do that if you want to take a tour of a work camp. That's what you go for. I have heard certain Democrats say he was there an official business, but. <laughs> The video that that makes so it worse. It <laughs> makes it worse. Official uh, business at the gulag. <laughs> you broke is, me down there. What are you signing off? No, 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 no. But the video of him singing the national anthem of the USSR does not make it look any better than it does, even if he oh, was there. Democrats need to take the party back, guys. Like we've we've talked to all of our moderate Democrat oh, friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, please Who start not doing better. Like, guys, Who come will on. Not vote for Bernie. Well, they're in panic not only because they're losing their party, but they're also in panic because they're not going to vote for this guy. Like, there are plenty of moderate Democrats, independents, people that were not going to vote for Trump almost, like, no matter what. And seeing this road that Bernie's going down, they're like, there's no way I'm going to vote for Bernie Sanders, despite what they may think of Trump. I mean, it's really turning the corner um, uh, towards Trump. I mean, people are really... Uh, are, are being left with that being their, their only choice. Yeah, I, if you're looking at this primary and going, like, Bernie's clearly the front runner right now, um, you could hate Trump, like, absolutely hate Trump, mm -hmm. but you're probably going to vote for him because you don't want to lose the entire country to an entirely different system of governance that we don't want. Or you won't vote at all. I think that's where people are forgetting. They're yeah. assuming that people 
the Democrats will coalesce around um, Bernie Sanders. But at the end of the day, Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat. His positions are mm-hmm. not Democratic. And because of that, a lot of Democrats, the moderate Democrats that we know, are not going to vote for that person. Either they're going to stay home or they're just going to leave it blank on that ticket. And I think that's yeah. where you're going to see a huge problem arising that moderate Democrats are going to just... This is the devil that you know. <laughs> you know Trump. Mm-hmm. The world did not collapse. The world is not on fire. And because of the, and with all the fear mongering that the media did and the pundits, the Democrat pundits did in the media, that nothing of that came to fruition. Now it's our turn to fear monger. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting gulags. Did you see it? Like you put your hand. It's our turn to do that. <laughs> but, but seriously, like I, I was, I was thinking about this, and I'm probably going to repeat this like over the next year or so. As I again, I think that right now it looks like Bernie's going to end up with the nomination is that it doesn't seem like democrats care about policy mm-hmm. at all like republicans i think that in the last election and even now you can look at them and go we don't necessarily care about your personality or what you do in your personal life or any character flaws you may have we care about your policy yeah. and all of the, the tax laws that were passed and the conservative judges and all of the great things that trump has done that we're very happy about we're able to look at all of that and go you know what, character flaws aside, we're getting the policy. Democrats are looking at this and going, I like his character. He seems like a likable dude. He messes his hair up. Seems like he's disheveled a little bit. <laughs> a little bit wrong. Like he's kind of like your like your old Jewish grandpa. Like I'm happy to like you. You want to like the guy, right? But like the policy part, they just want to completely ignore. Yeah. And it's it, you have the opposite of Trump. You really do. Like you've got more likable guy, a little bit better character <laughs> from from that standpoint. But um, the policy is just like. Again, I don't even know how you... Like, we don't need a revolution. Like, no, I don't know no, how else to state it. We don't need a revolution. So, two points on... Well, one point on that matter. Um, do you think the constraints of our executive branch by the checks and balances mm-hmm. will rein Bernie in so it's almost like we get yeah. light socialism oh, to start? I, I do. I do. I don't think we're going to... You know, hopefully, as much as they're going to want to... They're not going to be able to like you know confiscate all guns and things like that, which is the kind of stuff. And confiscating wealth that'll be shut down the Supreme Court immediately. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like you you can easily get your taxes raised though. Like that's something that's very possible. Um, you know, Obama passed Obamacare, which is you know a complete you know disruption to our healthcare system. Um, I don't think you're going to be able to just so easily implement like Medicare for all. Yeah. It's way more difficult than, and that's why Obama even said it. Like when he, he was, was much about more it, moderate, like, and I almost it. lost my healthcare at work because mm-hmm. of that. Like I, yeah. I pay zero copay. I pay zero dollars for my insurance. I almost lost that at work. That's like equivalent to twenty percent mm-hmm. of my income that benefit. But those and are I the, almost lost that because of the, a moderate president. But those are yeah. the policies that we're talking about. And those are yeah. the policies. Yeah. Are, you have union workers that have been working and fighting for their entire lives to make sure they mm-hmm. had the benefits, even though they weren't getting the pay, are now going to vote for someone that's going to get rid of their benefits. And then you have others. So that's a huge part of the Democratic base. So right now, if Bernie becomes the... That's why I think it's almost like I would rather see us fight with Bernie because we can fight with substance. We don't have to fight with the fact that he has like funny hair and he's 87 years old. We can fight with the fact that we don't agree with his policies when it comes to getting rid of the Cadillac um, healthcare when it comes to when it comes to union workers. There's a and now people are really diving into his policies that are talking about an additional 25% tax on uh, property if you're a home flipper. If you don't live in the house for more than five years, you're gonna get paid, in, you're gonna have to get charged an additional 25% tax just for, for history houses. A house. And, oh my gosh, yeah, let's not hold on, let's hold on yeah. for a second. Well, look, and, and the biggest thing that's come out over the weekend was this 60 Minutes interview, which I know we touched on a little bit, but you have high profile Democrats basically saying that, that Bernie has ruined any chance he had at winning Florida. Uh, because of the Cuban community, because it, the, the fact is, is that while certainly the majority of them will vote Republican, in a primary you still have some that are registered Democrat, you have a lot of Hispanics who are also uh, you know, coming from Venezuela, and to hear uh, a presidential candidate espouse socialism in Florida, praising communism in Florida, Forget it. That's a non-starter, and uh, and and there are already prominent Democrats yeah. saying, "Dude, don't even bother coming well, down here." I would I would go even further, Johnny, and say that I think Bernie is not going to have any momentum with the Hispanic population on the East Coast. Not in Flo- not in Florida, but like that's, Johnny was but saying. That's like, what you, I have, say. you have prominent Democrats in the state of Florida, Broward County, mm-hmm. Miami Dade. They're mad. Like you don't step on that line because yeah. guess what? It didn't go so well down in Cuba, and it. And their their fathers and grandfathers and grandmothers that came over 
and escaped their great healthcare system. They got on the raft so they could get away from their great healthcare. Um, they're the ones that are, My you know, flew from Pan Am. Um. But, but they, <laughs> the point is, is that um, they, they didn't forget. They didn't forget like that, the problems that socialism brings, you know, with it. They're, they're not, they're just not ready but, to jump back into it. They left this country to come to this country for the fact that, you know, again, we have a free, free society and but, that's what we need to continue pushing. And that's why I'm saying that it's, I think it's going to go beyond Florida when it comes to Hispanic mm-hmm. vote, because a lot of the East coast has the Puerto Ricans, a lot of the Caribbean <laughs> countries that were really affected by socialism, saw it firsthand, saw what happened in Cuba. A lot of Venezuelans are in the in the Midwest and Florida. And they're seeing the, the ramifications of what's happened there. I don't see you'll see that much of a push of that kind of argument in, on, the, on the West Coast, honestly, just because it's, it's more of Central Americans um, that are, are population there. And they don't have that much to do when it came to um, I'll pose this question for you because we're talking about the West Coast. And I haven't heard anyone talk about this. And this is, this is where we, we come with our hot takes on the art sign. Um, yes. Do you think that the coronavirus will play any effect into? No, no, j- no, no. Listen, listen hear me yeah, out. You're just jumping all kinds of topics. Hear me out. Hear me out here. Hear me out here. Because you're talking about seeing the effects of socialism on the Hispanic community. What about the Asian community that is on the West Coast? That maybe they're seeing that. I don't think people are going to be like political scientists. I have not seen them put any effort into trying to figure out the, it makes the sense. trying to figure out the Asian vote. Like, there's an entire block of people that, again, they're seeing the terrible effects of their communist regime. Like. Where does that come into play? Yeah. I don't know. I again, the political scientists at the yard sign. <laughs> we because we have the money to hire political scientists just for Jake, so that he has someone. I'm to not hiring. It. We are political scientists, and he will. <laughs> we are. Yes. <laughs> Jeez. Just anyway, but I do think I think it's actually I actually do think it's a block of of the, of the demographic that people are not looking at enough, and I think that it's something that um, could come back to bite the. This, again, the socialist wing of the Democratic Party right. that they're not really sure about. All right, so on that note, so we got, uh, again, just because we're doing this remotely, we're coming to you live uh, from the Barrymore Hotel, Hotel in downtown Tampa. Uh, we do have still our comment section open, and Hector, who's always in our comment section, we love Hector, um, it says, is Chris Matthews, is Chris Matthews gonna get the boot uh, at MSNBC after trying to compare Sanders' performance with the Nazi conquest of I, France in 1940. Everyone, so if, everyone's a Nazi. If, everyone's a Nazi. If you, so Democrat. If you saw the clip, I don't. I don't feel like he's. Get, I'm not really a big Chris Matthews guy, but like, I thought that he is kind of again unfair to attack him and like put that kind of headline under him. It was pretty anodyne. He was not saying that at all. Like he didn't even use the word Nazi. So I, it's a little. I, yeah, I don't know. Look, don't and know he's, let's be honest, he's said far worse about Republicans. And so, of I mean, course. especially at MSNBC, they're not going to get rid of him. But I can, I bet you there's a lot of people saying, like, dude, what, what are you doing? Like, you know, play ball. And it doesn't help but feed the narrative that the establishment Democrats are working against Bernie Sanders. Johnny, when do we get, to put, Chris's, the media. When do we get to put Chris's amazing image up of the current front runners? The, the current oh, my front, God. All we, right. have, we, have a, we do have a um, really uh, amazing graphics team here at the Yard Sign, and we've put together <laughs> um, pretty much a visual representation of what the Democratic primary looks like right now. It's going to take me a little bit. There so. was a and lot of work put behind it, a stretch. lot of scientific, scientific. I spent over 31 done. minutes doing this. You had better <laughs> Appreciate it. So to, no, no, go ahead. I talk, please. To continue with the, the Chris Matthews vein, like this is one of the least egregious Nazi comparisons <laughs> that, that I can think of in recent history. I mean, we had, I don't know if we put them on a couple episodes ago, but the whole Joseph Goebbels thing from the CNN commentator, there was another thing that compared uh, Trump to Hitler for something stupid. Like, can, mm. we, can we agree as a, as a polity to stop doing this? Nazi Germany's got nothing to do with current politics. No one's dying. No one's getting shot. No one's getting put into a gulag. No one's getting put in a concentration camp. Yeah. Let's just quit it. Can we leave that alone for now? I don't know. I was ready to start uh, fear-mongering. I know. And well, that's what we wanted to do this time around. <laughs> we start, didn't get to do it. Yeah, we did. didn't get to fear-monger. And I want to say that we might have gulags. I think maybe it's a fair comparison. I don't know. Well, uh, socialism does always end up in the jailing of dissidents, which I mean, would include all of us. Biden so. did say that Romney was going to put people back into chains, and then oh, yeah. you have all these other comments. You love bringing that one up, I but that's do, a good one. because he's such a hypocrite. And he said y'all while doing it, so I he's know. super credible. Well, he was also in a black African-American church. There is nothing wrong with saying y'all. If you're from the South, not if you when use you're that from, word regularly, it's <laughs> fine. If you're from D.C., if you're right. pandering, it is I, 
It's like, oh, wow, I found a bottle of Tabasco sauce in my purse while I'm on air. I'm not pandering at all. All right, unfortunately, we should. I should have told you to give me any other format but PNG. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it. No, 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 because basically it comes up transparent. So if, if you were to see this we right now, we're gonna have, so we're going to have to just move on to the next topic. No, we can see it. It's up. I mean, it's yes. up. It's just, it's, it's. <laughs> so if you'll notice here, Do we this have, is where booty is. Where is it at? It's not here. Is we're, this not, we're not that live. Oh, okay. Awesome. So if we, look, if we look here, we can see where Herbert the Pervert, a.k.a. Joe Biden, uh, came in second place for the first time in a respectable position Why is in my the primaries. Why is my head a sickle? It's it a literally mess. is a sickle. I'm somewhat offended by this. Oh, man. I so think... these are the current standings for the Democratic primary leaderboard. We're having way too much fun today. Um, as you can see, again, the political scientist here at the... And I'm the sure no side. one will find this offensive in the least. No. I hope, I hope we have uh, can we feedback. Can I remove the sickle from my head? Also, so, it looks like I'm like at the end of a rainbow. <laughs> oh my god! Hold on, start. let me let me Who fix knows? this. Hold on, let me yeah. let me let me fix this. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Oh, One I'm second. loving the, right. I'm on. loving the grandpa guys visual. Are we? Have right. you removed it yet? All right, hold so on. I there we go. Okay. <laughs> So now I've got it. I've got it. Uh, oh, wonderful! It has a background. Do we have it up there in the go. corner? Oh, okay. yes. Yeah, let's, let's talk about it. All right. Go ahead. Break so it down for us, Chris. Ahead. All right. So we have a very comprehensive <laughs> ranking system here. First place winner uh, gets a gold star. Comes silver, then bronze. Uh, fourth place, unfortunately, gets a shit emoji. Uh, fifth place, <laughs> double shit emoji. So um, if you'll notice. Uh, these are Fox News level graphics here, folks. <laughs> Buttigieg was represented by the rainbow. Uh, I don't think this should be considered <laughs> offensive, but um, he actually has done very well so far. And you can see, if we had an accrued points total, he would be up there right underneath uh, Uncle Communist Bernie, who's been represented by the, the hammer and sickle, uh, as notified in the, uh, the top two positions in uh, New Hampshire and Nevada. Um, we couldn't find a logo for Tom Steyer, so we just used his face. I mean, we'll, we'll get back with that. He'll be gone soon anyway, so it's not really of super importance. Um, he probably appreciates that anybody even knows what he looks like. I like that yeah. just his head's poking out of the bottom, like he's creeping over the fence like Wilson from Home Improvement. <laughs> all right. I got to right. work on the sizing so, of, uh, of the So, guys, that is your updated uh, Leader. leaderboard. <laughs> We're going to update the leaderboard as we go, um, I guess, from that'll, now on. That'll help us for predictions, We're too. probably <laughs> almost 100% going to get some sort of hate mail <laughs> from multiple groups probably um, oh but they don't maybe they don't watch that far into the Jake's show personal email I did <laughs> yeah. I was laughing so hard I had to take my glasses off oh, oh my gosh, gosh. so what's uh, our next topic alright yeah, so uh, well uh, my bad shout out to the intro man all kinds of craziness I meant to shoot uh, our list of topics here there we go um, again so we were talking about a caucus uh, the democrat debate um Let's just right up front, like Elizabeth Warren, man, she came out swinging big time at Bloomberg, uh, basically made her comparison to Donald Trump, not a reach there. I mean, it was it was uh, I think what a lot of people were probably already saying in the back of their minds. I mean, in terms of some of the controversial things that he's done in his life, some of his controversial policies. Um, but this was a severe blow to Mike Bloomberg, making him really vulnerable going into this week. And this week, uh, the news just keeps getting worse for Mike Bloomberg. Do you guys think that uh, it, might this be the start of the end of Mike Bloomberg? It is absolutely oh, the end wow. of Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> First of all, there's no, there was no start to Mike Bloomberg. There, there, there was, was no, a start. There was, was $400 start. million. Dollars. That's not a start. That was the, that's that's just, not a start? No, it's not. He's worth $67 billion. Three He's got a lot in the tank. Billion did you see, dollars did you see, is going to keep him going. Did you so see a Bloomberg it. emoji up during the primary leaderboard? No. Well, because, we actually have no metrics because of that. Be, well, exactly. But the, the thing is, like, he the reason why he wasn't on the board is because he does not. He wasn't competing in those states. He is imploded off see, of the start. of the, that's see what it looks like on Super Tuesday. So his entire campaign literally imploded off of liftoff like it was a complete disaster are you kidding me so he hides out from those primaries which is a really good move and i totally 100 percent agree with that 
But now that he's actually gone and it did a debate and the people actually got to see what Mike Bloomberg is and the, like what he says, he had the worst answers for it. all the questions. I love like, it. They're like, you, would you, what about, like, what about your NDAs? Will you, release, will you release girls from your NDA? And he's like, eh, it's just because of some jokes I made. And like, that's an awful answer I mean, if you want to try and get any primary. How long did you actually see? Did you watch the debate? I watched the highlights. I'm see, not watching the, the entire debate. You have to watch the whole There's debate. There's 19 of them. Because the second half of the debate, he got much better. This was you don't, the, you get first this impressions. Was, this, yeah, no, I'm trying to quit drinking, so I'm not watching the whole debate either. <laughs> <laughs> so I agree. It was a horrible first time. I think Warren Sanders, uh, Elizabeth Warren did the best thing she could have done for her people. And actually, they basically scalped him. Wait, wait, wait. By her people, what do you <laughs> I think you you were trying to keep it subtle, but anyway. What do you mean, yeah. you people? You people? Just her, tell me, Enable. What do like, you mean by you people? Her New England people. Okay. Like, they didn't scout people back then either. All right. So, <laughs> I don't know where we're going with any of this. The point is that his, no, seriously, his, uh, his entire campaign really did, I think, uh, implode. It did implode. It's, it is, impl there, you cannot... His if you're in the Democratic, sucked. if you're in the Democratic no, the Party right now, the second part of the of the debate was much better. That's where you get. He well, did take the gloves off in the second half. Of the in debate. the second half of the debate, his one of his best lines was to Bernie Sanders. Yeah, to, but uh, nobody's talking about was it. to was to Bernie when it came to like this country is so good that the the best socialist has three homes. Like that was the line that hit. So yeah, well. but that doesn't affect it because if that was that if that hits, worked, bro, that hits to, if that Look, worked, then Bernie right. wouldn't be the front runner. To like, Jake's point, nobody's talking about the fact about. <laughs> what Mike Bloomberg did towards the second end half of the debate. Everybody's talking about the fact that he was bloodied, he was beat up, he was ganged up on by, by everybody on that stage. And I think a lot of this negative news that's coming out, all this stuff that they're digging up, all this old dirt that they're digging up, is coming from all of these campaigns that are feeding it yeah. to the media in an effort to capitalize and keep that momentum going to mm -hmm. take him down. Yeah. We all knew this was going to happen. Do I think his campaign is taking a huge hit? Yes, I do agree with that. But I also don't think it's imploded. The fact that the fact that Joe Biden is still in this race shows, proves that this race is still widely open because people don't know who to go for. And again, a billion dollars in ad, ad buys is going to put, it's, it's basically helping you. You can do as many, you can do as many ad buys as you want when you walk on the stage and people don't like you. And then again, like you stand for all of these policies that Democrats absolutely hate and you can't defend yourself, right? He didn't <laughs> defend himself. That's the problem. That's the craziest part is that he spent all this money to end up on the debate stage and it backfired in, I think, he should have just never in a did much bigger way than I don't think he, he could have ever imagined. He should have never done the debate. He, he would probably be better off just running ads and not getting on the stage. Yeah. To your point, walking it back, I think, hurt him more substantially than yeah. the policies yeah, he had. I mean, like the whole the whole slap and frisk thing. Yeah. That was a stupid attack. They, they played it very well. The attack worked yeah. for them. But in all reality, the policy wasn't that bad. I mean, essentially... The attack was that 90% of these stop and frisk stops were on African American people. But it wasn't like the police department was like, hey, that guy's black, let's stop him. The purpose was the complainant, the person who saw the crime happen, reported the person's identity, and that's how they were stopped based not, on that. I'm not going to sit stop here. Stop with your logic. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to sit here and say that the stop and frisk was not. It wasn't the best thing in the world. It wasn't it, the best thing in the world, but it wasn't also the worst thing in the world at, at the same time. It. They've completely. You know, demonize that policy. Not only they demonize the policy, but they've also reduced crime in New York during his tenure. So instead of yeah. pointing to that kind of stuff, he's just eating it from the left that is pushing down his throat that he's a racist. But that's and so, where like, the left that's, is now. That's what they've always been. But that's <laughs> that, but it's but Bloomberg has no shot. They're they are they are past eating their own. They actually don't even claim Bloomberg Bloomberg as their own. They think he's a Republican. A dino. Like just like just like they they I think like Gabbard. That. They think no. they they are putting him in the same place as Tulsi Gabbard. And they're saying that, you know, he's a Republican plant, he's this and that, that he's gonna run as a third party. Also, he's not gonna win, he's got no chance. Topic over, we have 20 minutes left. <laughs> oh my God. Look at this, hit well, him out. All right, here we go. Back over to me, as they say on Old Spice. Uh, Trump in India. Uh, you know, it's one of these things that didn't get a lot of news leading up to it. I think everybody was distracted by not only the Democratic primary, but also uh, all of the theatrics over at the Daytona 500, and so uh, Ivanka's in Instagram looks like uh, looks like a honeymoon right now, uh, with her and Jared <laughs> taking pictures at the Taj Mahal. Um, uh, FCC Commissioner Ajit, uh, uh, is it Patel? No, Ajit. Oh, that's racist. Pie. 
Sorry. This is not working well. It's a whole other oh, conversation. Is his name Gomez? Keep moving. No, anyway. So, <laughs> um, so the two FCC commissioners, um, you know, meeting uh, over in India as well. So it's a, it's a pretty big trip all around. Uh, what impact do you think this is going to have? What does this mean for the administration? So the 31 hours that Trump is actually going to be in India is hosted by one of the biggest, I'm going to call it a Trump rally, is the biggest Trump rally in the world with over 100,000 people sitting in the largest cricket, um, cricket arena in the world, which I thought was amazing. Um, Prime Minister Moody is doing a great job showing the uh, affection towards the Americans. The Americans are doing the same thing for Moody because they want an, a, a huge um, trade deal. And I think that's probably going to come out. Some additional details are probably going to come out of this one. They have the, the White House has been tempering down expectations in regards to this trip. But I feel that with the Indian population in the States and the Indian population around the world, it, there's a huge love affair for Donald Trump and everything Trump and the Republican Party as a whole. I would love to see from this. I mean, so we have a, a problem with China as far as trade goes. I mean, we've temporarily iced over that, that, um, that hostility. But the opportunity in India lies that we can shift some of that low level, that low cost trade from China to India. Well, and this really demonstrates that we have that relationship there for building. No, you don't want that. India's, um, India is outpacing when it comes to hourly workers and hourly rates increasing significantly as it is in China. The locations that you want for international trade and development of small manufacturing is going to be the Southeast Asia, which would be Thailand, um, Tibet for one sense or another. Some parts of Africa is doing really well. Again, you don't want large manufacturing in, in, in India. You want you want more designers, more people that can push from a, a, a clog or something like that. That's what you're looking for. Okay. When it comes to the, the manufacturing that needs to be done, <coughs> it needs to be Southeast Asia. It needs to be the Vietnam. It needs those places are going to be um, where the build out is going to happen for economic development. I'm sorry. No, thank you. That's a, that's a good lesson. <laughs> I appreciate it. Where we need India when it comes to their funding, we need it for, um, for them to, to be purchasing military aid, our military um, items. We need them to be um, building out more infrastructure that they'll use American companies for that. And also, there's a huge uh, imbalance when it comes to trade in India, which we need to see it to level off. Uh, capital expenses and everything else needs to be reduced. So then there's a uh, level playing field for American companies moving into, into India. I don't have any, I don't have anything on this other than you know do a great job on on our on our cheap customer service and tech That's and stuff like also that. Also racist. So no no, no it's actually it's demographics it's, of because of, of really who's, <laughs> because of their being twelve hours from the U.S. They oh, no. are a prime candidate for this kind of thing. Yeah. Yes, it's it's actually what what we've been able to do in like the the tech industry because of uh, people in Indian developers in India web developers. Um, yeah, like you said, twelve hour difference. It's basically now we have a twenty four seven. Nice we, we have a we have a twenty four seven um, work cycle now. Basically, it doesn't ever end because there's there's always people up working on it. I feel that the Indian population as a whole uh, is a really good partner when it comes to the U.S. manufacturing, when it comes to U.S. companies, and that we shouldn't see them as as that kind of secondary labor, but we should see them as partners in building out. It's the largest democ uh, democracy in the world. It's the largest English speaking uh, population in the world. They are very much capitalist society, and they're they are in the heart of Asia, where you have uh, communists in the north, and then you have uh, militants, um, religious fanatics in the south. And yeah, but again, to the mean, point that Jake and and Chris are making, you know, there are companies right here in Tampa Bay, actually, who have offices set up in India, so that they are able to produce uh, around the clock. So as soon as the office here is closing, the office up there is getting ramped up. And and so it, again, it, it allows things. businesses mm -hmm. to have a 24 hour cycle where they're actually being productive around the clock rather than everything shutting down on, uh, you know, at six o'clock every night. Yeah. India is a partner and should be, and we should treat them like that. And that's why uh, Trump is really- Yeah, and I don't think it's limited to just to customer service, but that's obviously a niche that they've built for themselves and, and they've done pretty well at it. And yeah. now we know we can wear our MAGA hats there without being persecuted. Oh, they love us. But I agree with Jake, we should move on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're, we're, he, this one's gotta be tight, guys. <laughs> well, this one, again, it's, uh, it's a, lot of, a lot of Trump stuff to be uh, talking about today. Um, it, because uh, it all kind of ties back somehow. But uh, a slight deviation, but I promise we'll bring it back uh, to politics, is Harvey Weinstein, um, you know, finally getting uh, convicted of rape, 
uh, and I believe there's another charge on top of that. Sentence hasn't come down yet. Um, I think myself, as well as uh, I'm sure maybe even you guys, might agree that this whole kind of disabled walker needing to be carried in and out of the courtroom thing is all an act. Um, what do you guys think about this Weinstein deal? I, I mean, good riddance. I mean, is there is there somebody out there defending Weinstein other than his that, lawyer? That are not getting paid. Yeah, <laughs> is there somebody out there? I mean, like, there's like there's certain cases out there that you have like no support for. Like, it's it's like a it's not a fifty fifty like OJ really controversial situation. It's like ninety nine percent of people are like send the guy away glad he got i hope his sentences for the rest of his life which isn't you know that much longer and yeah. you know but what I, pisses me off is it got swept under the rug this whole yeah. thing was like basically disavowed people that were involved in this stuff and knew it this was the yeah. the worst kept secret in hollywood for decades yeah. and now the chickens are coming home to roost and everyone just like sidestepping yeah. it and you know they're not going to make a movie about it because they make a movie about everything that republicans <laughs> do and they think they do wrong and no one watches the movie, but it, it yeah, where's like Bombshell? I want to see Bombshell Weinstein. <laughs> oh, but, it's never gonna happen. They don't care. That's, that would be taking aim at themselves. You have an all-star cast. Yeah, of you, Republicans. Have a, you have an all-star <laughs> cast. <laughs> but I think that's what's gonna happen. So he's guilty of yeah. criminal crime acts of the first degree, uh, forcing oral sex on an individual, and then um, and that was in 2006. And then another time, he's charged with third degree when it yeah. came to guilty with um, for rape. He's charged on like two things, but like oh, no, realistically, no, there's are, like two hundred things yeah, that he's like actually things, accused of. Yeah, those are things that they actually knew that they could prove and that he would actually yeah. be sentencing. Is for it a fruitful crime. to go forward with more charges at this point, or do you no, think they just put no, him in jail no. for the rest of no, his life? No, they're just gonna this. give him the book for what yeah. he's got. It's like a, they've got to go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say it's a minimum of five, max of twenty-five, which is his. It's a life sentence. I think that's what's gonna happen. He's gonna be a life sentence. Should be. And it's yeah, he should. That's exactly what should happen. If you're in this situation, and he should be used as a model. If something happens, then if you do something like that and you're convicted, you should go to jail for, forever. Honestly, he should be castrated. That's how I feel about this whole conversation. Whoa. All right, all right let's end on that. And we're done. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, uh, well, again, and, and uh, along the lines, uh, again, court proceedings. Uh, Roger Stone, famed political operative, uh, you know, Florida resident, Florida man, as some might say. Uh, Roger Stone got uh, 40 months. Uh, I'd say, uh, given the gravity of what he's been accused with, uh, I think 40 months got off kind of easy. What do you guys think? He should be castrated off. I'd be surprised. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> oh my gosh. Hot takes on the art side today. <laughs> Shots fired. Well, Shots again, fired. I mean, 40 months, uh, you know, and then good behavior and all that factored in, I, I think he'll end up serving less than two years. I, go ahead. Go, no, I was going to say for you. I was going to say, I, I think that Roger Stone's just another one of these guys that, like, they caught him on, like, one of the smaller charges that he could have possibly gotten accused of over the past, I don't know, 30 or 40, 50 years that he's been operating. Um, I, I think that the there is there's definitely a sect of, of Republicans that are sticking up for him. Um, I'm not going to die on that hill. But <laughs> there's um, there's it might be one thing that he's uh, been been accused of. But again, like 30 or 40 years of interfering with elections and, and different kind of things like outside of. <laughs> Out straight up interference. Not not ours, but in other elections. Like I mean, as far as like I mean, he's he's been accused of interfering in like in the Yugoslavian election. Oh, he's yeah. been accused of in like not international incidents, right? Um, to get forty months or whatever it may be, you know, like yeah. you said, like slap on the wrist for for forty years of of, of mis misbehaving a little bit. But again, um, I don't really believe in getting charged for crimes as revenge for things you've done in the past. I, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, with agree. That. I, agree I think with that, that's but. what they were trying to do when they first. Um, amount of years was given and you're like okay this is way too much they're doing it they're being vindictive for other things because again this is the youngest guy that got roped into the Watergate scandal like that's how much he's been involved in politics he led the young Republican the National Federation of Young Republicans at he's one time be on our website like, still. <laughs> I think he is still on our website I, I when he came to visit that as a fact. so like <laughs> the one fact that you've got today so I, yeah, there may or may not be a speech of his on this very show's uh, YouTube channel. But. So at the end of the day, I think this is a history a lesson mm. for a lot of people that if you're this involved and you're doing this kind of shady stuff, something, eventually something's going to catch. Yeah. Do I think it's 40 months? That's, I don't think he's not going to serve 40 months. There's no way that's no, going to happen. No, and, and so to go into the topic that we kind of like led into this with is that like, because, you know, Trump's talked about how like he's innocent and yeah. he's basically talking about doing a pardon. And, and I do think that 
That's the kind of thing that is really going to affect Trump in the election. Does he, he, if he's the one that's going to... I don't to, think he's going to pardon... I don't think he's going to pardon Stone. I don't think he gets pardoned until after the new election cycle. Well, so if he waits till after, I think and that's one of those things. But I, it's, it's not a good look. I don't think he pardons him at all. You don't think he pardons Ever? him at all? No. I, well, maybe like way after the fact. I mean, he's good. Well, if it's 40... You know what? Actually, I actually agree with you, Johnny. I just lost the light. I, yeah, I agree bad. with you, Johnny, because what they did was they talked about reducing the sentence in the first place. And so now Democrats can't sit there and say Trump pardoned him. They can just say he helped reduce the sentence. And that's not doesn't have the same effect as pardoning his right. friends yeah, and stuff like that. And so I actually, I actually do agree with you, Johnny, that I don't think that he will uh, maybe get pardoned. But if, if Trump were to pardon him, then I do think it's a really bad look because then Democrats can go, look at this corrupt guy. He's covering up all of his friends. He's doing all – and then like it gives them – legitimacy to their arguments yeah. well and unlike some of the other pardons i mean this one ties directly back to him yeah, exactly whereas these other pardons don't yeah. yeah and speaking of which i mean so some of the notables were um rod, rod Blagojevich. Blagojevich. yep yeah <laughs> i silver, surprised silver fox my lord that hair got white I was like, oh wow! Well, man. and who prison who comes agent. out of pr- who comes out of prison with their hair looking that good? Uh, I mean, like, I don't it's think just he sickening. came out of Rikers. I think he came out of <laughs> Club we're, Fed. Wherever, <laughs> hair cuttery. Wherever uh, Martha Stewart went, the male version of that. Uh, that one actually pissed me off the most. Like that dude was a dirtbag. He tried selling a Senate seat. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty an Obama like, Senate ah, seat. Pretty blatant. Yeah, it was Obama Senate seat. But but I wonder about, but I wonder why. What's the motivation, right? What's the? I think it was a, the point to be bipartisan to be like I'm not just doing no, this for my he, cronies. I'm he doing knows this. him. He was on a Celebrity. Oh, uh, he was on Celebrity Apprentice. Apprentice. That's so right. So he kind of knows him. He, he, but then again, I think it was a good mix of high profile and then people that were like legitimately should have been pardoned. Which again, the media's not going to talk about. Those the woman in Miami that got pardoned as part of a Medicare fraud scheme. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Democrats were pissed about that. They're like, oh, he's parting the, the people that are rich, the people that are well-connected, people that, people that have committed white-collar crimes against the people. And he says that he's corrupt because we don't care, he doesn't care about that. The woman has already been in prison for 10 exactly. years. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to think, a lot, I mean, a lot of these people have done their time. And it, 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 Roger Stone's a different story. He's you know, only been there a little bit. But, the, but a lot of them, you know, it's like they might have had ex- extensive sentences. Yeah, and like the woman in Miami, you don't know what degree she was involved in. And another factor when it comes to sentencing comes to recovery. If money was recovered and most of the restitution has been made, then sentencing is more lenient. So if that was a factor, then 10 years, I think, is sufficient for the crime she committed. Yeah, and remember, it was, it's more clemency than anything else. It's not like he's he's giving them a white. A, a, a well, she's never working in finance point. again. Yeah, that's never gonna happen. But again, I think we need to be very careful. Jordan Belfort sells a great funnel, a sales <laughs> funnel, by the way. Sell me this pencil. <laughs> he has he has a fantastic sales page. His his marketing has been fantastic since he got out of jail. That's all I'm saying. But I think people are gonna no matter not what finance. Trump does, they're always going to attack him on it, which I think is ridiculous. Because when Obama was doing pardons, like no one went crazy on the parts that he was doing. And he there was a really legitimate like issues that people were having with his pardons mm. and at the end of the day i thought it was it was fascinating to see how many pardons he did george w did, george w bush only did 200 pardons where our, our clemency redu- reductions whereas obama did almost 2000 well a lot of his were a lot of hers were drug related right though a lot of them were like low-level drug crimes is that yeah is that i believe actual? yeah that's yeah. kind of the bulk of what yeah what so he so obama a lot, pardoned, a lot yeah. of lower like Less known people, but for you know what would be considered pretty low crimes, maybe hey. extensive sentences. Well, but again, down. like 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 you guys are just saying, the thing is, is that they're the the media is not covering a lot of these smaller smaller crime pardons, like the lady with the Medicare and some of these other ones. Again, that don't fit the narrative that basically Trump is just doing this to scratch the backs of other wealthy white guys like himself. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nice. All right. Well, thank you again for watching uh, the most important and relevant podcast in politics. It's the Yard Sign. Again, coming to you live from the Barrymore Hotel. We've got the Tampa Bay Young Republicans uh, meeting here tonight. For more information on them, make sure you check out tbyr.com. Let's pull up as we got to get here towards the end. The coronavirus being our last topic of the day. Uh, of course, uh, still a major issue uh, coming from China. I still maintain that it's far worse than what they're reporting because that's just what China does. Uh, and uh, so far, you know, we've kind of been able to get a hold of it here in the United States. Uh, Alabama freaking out because apparently there's some cases 
uh, on a cruise ship that uh, they were going to try to offload in Alabama, and Alabama was pushing back on that. I mean, is this going to become a bigger problem here? Do you think we, we've got a pretty good grip on the situation? So currently, the numbers from China <laughs> say that there's only eight, a little bit under 880,000 infected with about 300 or 3,000 deaths. I agree with John. I think those numbers are grossly underestimated. Oh, yeah. And I think it's going to be a continuation of seeing how big this is going to get. But what's crazy, what's happening now, is the infections that are happening outside of China and outside it's of Asia. Still, also point. To Johnny's question, it's still not a big deal in America. And again, like I, mean, I said this like three or four weeks ago, like you don't need to go down to your bunker and you don't need to go into your hazmat suit or anything like that. Like what we're going to get. Floridian are you? We don't have bunkers well, in Florida. This isn't. This, uh, is, yeah, this actually, is a national show. We actually okay. do have bunkers. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, we have bunkers in, in Tampa. Yeah, and in Miami. In Miami you, Beach. If you got enough money, you can have Miami. Money. <laughs> My no, point was, guys, besides the fact that we do have bunkers around here somewhere. Um, do we not know the mafia bunkers in Ybor City where they were, you know, where they were uh, there is. That's funneling a That's good a uh, prohibition? Johnny. All right, thank, thank you very you. much. Been, underwater. And then in World host. War II, uh, there were people who built bomb shelters in uh, Miami. Well, my uh, point was is that you don't need to go dig those up and you don't need to go into them <laughs> because the coronavirus, there's going to be a couple people with the flu here in in, uh, in the United States and then they're going to get cured because it's not that bad of a virus if you have the appropriate hospitals to treat you and then you actually take the time to do research and address it as, as an important you know um, virus. That's not what the Chinese government did. The Chinese government tried to hide it all. Put newspaper not, on it? <laughs> put, put newspaper on it for something. They, they, I mean, they hid it for so long. I mean, doctors didn't want to treat it. They wouldn't report it. Like, we don't have that problem here in America because we have a free society. And we have, uh, we have a market that allows doctors to speak out when they see a virus. That's not what they have in China. And that's why you end up with 80,000 dead, like, probably times 10. And... I will say this, though. I think the concern now is that it does still have a very high mortality rate compared to the common cold or common flu. It's a higher mortality rate is, like, again, the numbers are all fake. Again. <laughs> they're, no, they're all fake numbers. But it's not real. If the numbers are fake, then that means that there's even a the higher. Flu, that means that there's an even a higher mortality the flu, rate. If the flu went untreated in China, it would be at the same okay. levels as 3% or whatever the death toll is. But it's not because, again, they're not treating it. They weren't treating it. They were we're treating, treating it. They were treating it. They just weren't reporting it. And that's where we're having a but, problem with. But we don't it's a different they strand. reporting it correctly. We come up with a new, flu, a new flu vaccine every single year because the virus is changing right have, because yeah, none of us are health scientists none of us are doctors i know andrew same. mcgill was supposed you, to comment he said that he, <laughs> he is a, actually knows what he's talking about and i said to give me the answers and then he he left the show already we again, are all amateur uh biologists again i will say this i don't believe we should be downplaying what's happening around the world the outbreak there are outbreaks in italy there are outbreaks yeah. in south korea there are the mortality rates in those groups are higher than the flu and the cold and so we have we can't just just put off play this. Do I say? Do I think a, a wide pandemic is going to happen in the United States? No, because we have yeah, the exactly. infrastructure to be able to control something like this, and we've all watched World War Z. So, like, we are already kind of prepared for the kind of pandemic that happens around the world. Do I think it's going to happen in the states? No, but I think other parts of the country are like. There's a there's an outbreak in in, in uh, Iran. Iran doesn't have the infrastructure to deal with things like that, so that causes a much bigger They're problem. Also then, sanctioned. <laughs> Which yeah, also that's causes, a whole other topic. But, but it also causes a bigger problem when it comes to the economy, when it comes to people moving Thank around. Yeah. And that's what is going to happen, that you see the drops of a thousand points this morning. And it, again, for me, it wasn't that big of a deal. My shoes are still not shipped. <laughs> shoes are still not shipped. Oh my God. No, but I, 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 I'm joking, but the, but actually, no, but, but very seriously, I actually know quite a few businesses that, you know, if they have products coming from China, their, their workers still have not returned back to yeah. work, actually. Like the, there, there are factories of, for, for prominent shoe to, um, uh, companies that they have not been able to get their workers back to work because I'm shopping they, for lenses best. right now for, it's probably on back order. Yeah, for, and, for microscopes and such, and, and I can't get them. Well, to that, to that note, is this not the ultimate karma for Nike? 
Uh, it's more than Nike that's affected. This us. is the ultimate karma well, yeah, for China. Yeah. No, this is the ultimate karma for China. Yeah, it's absolutely. The fact that they're gonna they're losing trillions of dollars so when it comes to international. They're losing. Quite they're losing a, a lot. We don't lose anything because again, the United States only eight percent. It is affected. We might though. Only four percent. Only four okay. percent of our trade is actually international when it comes, and even less than that when it comes to India. If this dropping trend continues. Does this look bad for Trump? Does the economy be from one of our best points spikes, in If it spikes a thousand points a day in the Dow from now until election time, it's going to affect Trump. But yeah, of right course. Now, if it continues in this, yeah. it's not going to continue no. in this trend, but if it continues to drop, it's, does it diminish our argument as Republicans that the good economy is why we should keep going with what we have to what offer? Trump has, uh, it Trump does, has it does diminish it. Yes. If, if, the no, economy, if the economy is not, do, uh, the economy is our biggest argument for keeping the president we do now. And that's yeah. not just Trump. This is a, you know, argument that happens every single time there's an election. Um, if we don't have that come election time, it's going to be difficult for us to say that the policies are working. I think you guys and, are, you guys but again, are they are working. You guys are misunderstanding having, the concept of international international business. What's happening right now is a disruption in, in the pipeline and sure. supply, yes. which can get moved to other countries that they'll have this situation. That's a good point. That is what's going to happen. China is getting, is their eggs like are coming... Well, their their eggs are coming to roost is because they're no longer going to be seen as the manufacturing hub when they can't keep their people when they can't keep their people uh, from getting sick. Tell me, Apple. When else we saw an egg roost? <laughs> Do eggs come to roost? Uh, where chickens come to roost? Yes. Is that yes. the phrase? I don't know. Yeah. It's an English thing. I have no idea. <laughs> It's funny. It's funny how how Anibal likes to claim his uh, his his, his Hispanicness, his Latino ness, when it's convenient. Oh, this coming yeah. from Jonathan. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I don't use it to excuse when I mess up metaphors and. Uh, I take it. I messed up a metaphor. I'm sorry. I apologize <laughs> for the people that are watching at the moment. <laughs> All right. Again, uh, thank you so much to everybody for watching uh, the Yard Sign. Uh, the most important and relevant podcast. We want to remind you, we do have a Patreon page if you'd like to support the program. It's patreon.com slash the yard sign, patreon.com slash the yard sign. We'd like to get this show out uh, to Republicans uh, all across the country and get them encouraged to not only get involved, but also make sure they get out and vote on election day. Uh, we're going to have uh, more guests, more topics, of course, uh, as we get closer to election day, um, including some not only local candidates, congressional candidates, candidates as well, and uh, maybe possibly even an appearance in D.C., uh, which if that comes to fruition, we will certainly uh, keep you in the loop on that. see me right now? I don't know what's going on. No. see me right now? No. Now they can. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no, Actually, I, I don't know what that weird... Like, what was that? Johnny, Johnny's teasing us a little bit. The... Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> oh, is that what that was? <laughs> oh, my God. That I've never seen that. We were... Anyway... Um, no, but uh, thank everybody for watching. I really do. Um, the The show is must go on. Not only must go on, but the show surprisingly is growing. Um, and there is, uh, we are getting better and better each week. Maybe, um, but things are no uh, genuinely. Uh, Hello, again, did you not see the graphic we had up there? Yeah, the gra on. graphic department's getting ten times better. Our clips are getting better. My but head we, was a sickle. Like that's a problem. They're getting better, Anibal. Okay, and so. Um, my number one announcement is that um, you have 27 minutes to make it to the TBYR meeting. If you still want to come and talk about offer transportation, we're going to be discussing the lawsuit that's currently going on in the Florida Supreme Court tonight. Traffic is clearing up. Traffic is clearing up. Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then um, I will start to plug a couple of other events of ours right now. Um, next month, we will be going up to Washington, D.C. for the Young Republicans National Federation. Um, they're having their uh, quarterly meeting as well, so we've got quite a lot planned uh, at the national level. So again, while we do this show from Tampa Bay, um, we do quite a bit with the, the Florida Federation of Young Republicans and the national level as well, um, and they love what we're doing. So um, that's, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I guess some people do. So <laughs> that's one thing. And then again, and then next month, we're going to have a fantastic event. Maybe I'm dropping some secret uh, plans here right now because I don't think we've actually announced it yet, but we will be doing on March 30th a, we are doing a, uh, it's Women's Month, and so we are going to be doing a conservative women throughout the ages panel, and we're going to have uh, conservative women from uh, millennial through, um, Boomer's not the last one, uh, your, your greatest generation. And they'll be discussing all the, the different viewpoints from different generations of women, and I think that's going to be a great event. That'll also be here at the Barrymore Hotel. Um, 
And then, again, donate to our Patreon, which we're working on building out some tiers. We're going to work on that. Please, we've got um, very, very few donations so far. Um, we have fine donations. But they exist. And, again, they're only going to go towards uh, promoting the show and getting the, getting the message out there to, to more people. And then after that, I, I think I'm out of announcements for TBYR, other than shout out to um, Florida Federation of Young Republicans and the Tallahassee uh, Young Republicans for oh, yeah. putting on a great quarterly meeting shout this out, week. Yeah, shout out to Jessica, shout out to Emily, shout out to all those that are working to make sure that we got it. It was a great event. It was a great mm-hmm. quarterly meeting in Tallahassee. We had the meeting in the old Capitol yes. building. We're sitting in the old Senate of the Florida House. I, think, I thought it was a great yeah. event. We had great speakers at the Hotel Duval, and it, it, it was a great time to be able to meet with other young Republicans from around the state and talk about strategy of how we're going to make sure that we keep Florida red. And that's the whole purpose of having yes. a club, having an organization, and going to these quarterly meetings is to, is to meet with other people, get entrenched to what's going on. And, and all of our speakers as well. Yes. So uh, Anthony Sabatini, Representative Sabatini, came and spoke with us, hung, hung out with a couple nights. Um, he did a fantastic job. Um, explaining his his viewpoints uh, mm-hmm. from a, from a great conservative representative we have here, um, you know we've got the uh, incoming Senate president came in and hung out with us and answered lots of questions. We've had uh, Mike Renner as yep. well, and uh, who else am I forgetting? Byron Donalds. So it, and that's why it's it's such a good time. Thank to everybody hear from your from the electorate from the elect from those that we've elected, and yeah, it was a great time just hanging out with everyone and just going out partying, having and breaking bread. That's the whole purpose of this, uh, just being part of that. Chris, yep. we would have loved that you would have came up, but we know that you had. I have chance. three weeks until I drop on my products. I'm doing a, um, I'm developing a watchmaking bench. That's what I do for a living. Is I, I fix watches. Um, much more, kind of much more, much more comfortable than the ones that uh, are produced industrially. So I have three weeks to drop that product. So I'm. Um, Finishing the final stages of um, getting it ready to go, but uh, I have announcements of my own uh, regarding the show. Uh, viewers, um, so. <laughs> <laughs> hello, viewers. Uh, I have a couple requests. So I have some friends that are Democrats that are dropping in and commenting. Thank you for for watching. I love the fact that you are dropping in, seeing what's going yeah. on on our side. Um, I personally don't like trying to debate caricatures of Democrats. So if you can fill us in on your actual positions and how you feel about what's going on on your side with your candidates, please let us know. People that agree with us, people that don't disagree with us, um, tell tell us what topics you want to see us explain uh, further. One of my goals is to add value to to Mm -hmm. your viewership. I want you to have a reason to come here. What do you want us to explain or research that you don't know about currently? We'll do the work for you. Chris and I will do the work for you. And I'll come in with all of the opinions in the political science. (laughs) And so... I do think that, to your point, though, um, this show is going to evolve a lot over the next year. And, again, there's a lot of things in the works that, again, doesn't seem like we put that much effort into this show, but there's a lot of effort going into the show. You don't put that much effort into the show. The rest (laughs) of us put effort into the show. And we are expanding exponentially. And I do want to, um, to your point, address larger issues that maybe better explain young Republicans or young conservatives' viewpoints on major issues, maybe not just a weekly topics. Uh, maybe yeah, there are debates that people, like if you're Democrats watching this, because I, I know you're out there, I'll wave to you. Um, the, they will uh, you, let us know what your, what your, what your opinions are. And, and if you have someone that you want to put up to come on the show and have a discussion about it, then that's even better. We would love so. to be able to have more discussions with Democrats. And, they just and, don't want to talk to us. I know. And again, we've had this conversation before. We have a, There's a lot of things that we can agree on, Republicans and Democrats. Yep. And we are all going for the same goal, is to achieve something. We just might have a different way of getting to that goal. If, if you feel you can speak on a, uh, a topic the way An- okay. Enabel and Jake and myself have our disagreements, <laughs> then we'd love to have you uh, and get your, get your feelings on some stuff. That's pretty much oh, yeah. it, Johnny. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, now that we've kind of uh, stroked that ego a little bit, we're about to kind of break it back down a notch. I didn't want your true. work to go unnoticed, uh, Chris. So if you could please set up this Amy Klobuchar clip that you <laughs> that you so graciously pulled for us now that we've, uh, you know, that welcomed Johnny, Democrats in the <laughs> So um, we all know that we've had uh, some, some gaffes at points in our lives, uh, some of us today. <laughs> I don't know what you're um, talking about. This, no, my, not me. This one is one of our uh, Democratic candidates uh, kind of pandering to the Hispanic base. Um, is this going to lead us out? Uh, no, the out. next one will. All right, here we go. This is uh, Amy Klobuchar, I think in Nevada? Yeah. Yeah, all right, here we go. My name is Amy, 
Uh, and uh, when, when I was took uh, Spanish in fourth grade, my name was Elena. So Elena Klobuchar, apparently <laughs> running for That's uh, how it translates. running for president. Elena Klobuchar. It is the most again. Oh it's the God. same thing with like finding a tobacco a bottle in your purse. You don't carry that around. And who on a day uses that basis. as an opening statement? I mean, really? She does. She does because she has nothing else to talk about except like uh, I can't deal with her at all. She's the mom that can't stop running. And again, I give it right. to her, but it's it's great to talk about, but it's super racist. All right, and then we're going to close uh, out today's show with uh, the next clip. And again, thanks, Chris, for pulling this one. This one's got to be a favorite of mine from the, hey, that's not sexist at all folder. (laughs) (laughs) Here's Elizabeth Warren saying that uh, it's a woman's job to clean up a mess. Uh, On that note, uh, here's your MAGA moment for the show. Good night, everybody, from the Barrymore Hotel. Uh, Thanks for watching The Yard Sign. We'll be back uh, next Monday, 7 o'clock. See ya. Comments on your requested topics below. And you really need it cleaned up. Call a woman to get the job done.